Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com as well as rate, review of iTunes. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. All praise is due to Allah, and may Allah send His peace and blessings upon His final Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This uh, event is the uh, culmination and the conclusion of Islamic Awareness Week. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank all the brothers and sisters and the volunteers who have uh, put a lot of effort in uh, preparing and uh, and doing their best to deliver and explain the message of Islam uh, to, to Muslims and also to non-Muslims. Uh, so uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward uh, the brothers and sisters for their efforts. And inshallah it's been, uh, I, I pray and hope from Allah that it's been an enlightening experience for, uh, for those who participated in the events uh, and especially since they are, uh, yani the, the main theme of the events were revolving about the understanding of our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which means peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Uh, the topic that was uh, directed to me was the characteristics of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, especially in the way he dealt with attacks and. Uh, this uh, a topic is especially pertinent, especially in the circumstances we find ourselves in these days, uh, where there has been um, worldwide controversy over some film and some cartoons uh, depicting the Prophet Sallallahu uh, in a, a dishonorable light, which has uh, angered a lot of Muslims. And as uh, Sheikh Rayyan before me explained the position of the Prophet Sallallahu to the Muslims and how much he is loved and how highly regarded the Prophet Muhammad is in the religion or to the faith of Muslims. So this sheds some light and gives some uh, reasons why the Muslims feel so attached to this personality, this man, who was the purpose of their guidance and the purpose of their saviour. So it's something that is highly um, emotional and highly regarded to them and it's not something that the Muslims take lightly because of the great status that the Prophet Muhammad has in their hearts and in their faith. But as the topic as, uh, yani, uh, alludes to that the Prophet ﷺ had some particular characteristics. The Prophet Muhammad had some particular characteristics and this enabled him 
to deal with attacks and insults even during his lifetime. Now first of all, maybe there are those who didn't attend previous lectures that explained who Muhammad was. Now the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, and I'm going to say this word a lot, وسلم, which means peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. It's now a reflex that every time I say Muhammad, I say وسلم, as all Muslims do, that to glorify the name of Muhammad, that they say this prayer afterwards. So for those who are used to it, then you are used to it. For those who aren't used to it, then by the end of the talk, you'll get used to it, inshallah. Uh, so the first thing we have to understand is that it, before we understand who Muhammad is, we must understand who Allah is. Allah is the proper name that we give to our Lord and Creator. And our Lord and Creator isn't just the Lord of the Muslims, just the Lord of the Arabs. We believe that Allah is the name given to the creator of the heavens and the earth. The initiator of all creation. The one who created human beings and created the earth that they live in. And he created human beings for a purpose. He didn't create human beings on this earth for no reason. And this is an innate belief of all human beings. That they believe and they feel that there is a purpose for them living on this earth. And so, so many people search for this purpose. And people take different paths and different ways to search for this purpose. And so you find human beings generally have different religions, different philosophies, different ideologies. I'm not talking about now, I'm talking about from, from the beginning of history. And so, our Creator, our Lord, our Sustainer, who in Arabic we give the proper name Allah and this word maybe it sounds foreign to a lot of people in, in English speaking in the English speaking world but, but it isn't a foreign word in in the in the in the language in the in the ancient language of civilized nations. Like in Aramaic or in Hebrew the, the word for God is very similar in its sound. So I'm going to use that name that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses for himself in, uh, in his revealed books. So, as we said, that the story begins from our creation initially. And how people seek this purpose in life. That they feel innate within themselves, this natural inclination that there is a purpose in life. That we are not like the animals. We don't just live on the earth just to eat and drink and consummate and procreate and then die. There are so many animals but the human beings are different. There is a purpose, there's a difference, there's a distinction between all other creatures and human beings. And this is why human beings feel this need to find this purpose, to fill this void of worship within themselves. And so many in this quest have searched for different paths. And our Creator out of His mercy for us, just as He has provided us with this rain that we hear going over us. This is a mercy from God. That through the rain, we have water to drink. And through the rain, it feeds the crops that we eat. And that our animals eat from. 
and that we eat from it will become sustained. This is a blessing from God that deserves thanks. But also human beings don't just require physical and material nourishment, but also they are in need of spiritual nourishment. And so people in their quest search for this spiritual nourishment. Just as God sends down the rain from the heavens, God also sends down another form of nourishment from the heavens. He sends down guidance to teach people how to properly express their thanks and their gratitude and their worship of God. So as not to be conflicted in how they should worship God. And they set up different religions and different ideologies and different philosophies. God sent down true guidance. But obviously this guidance cannot just come in a book. That you don't know, a book just appears on earth and then people are expected to come and look in this book and be guided from it. But rather, God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen to pick certain human beings throughout history that were given this responsibility of receiving guidance from Allah and then spreading it and teaching it to people to instruct people to the correct way of worship of God so that they don't differ and everyone takes a different path and a different religion and philosophy and ideology so that they have the correct answer from God Himself, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Himself. And these are the messengers of God. And it didn't begin with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Rather it ended and concluded with him. So the story of Muhammad actually begins from the story of creation. And the story of mockery of the Prophet doesn't begin with Muhammad but rather begins with every single messenger and Prophet that was sent from the beginning of the history of man. So to put you in this scenario now, you have people in the world. I want, I want you to, to take you back, back into history. Be, I want you to, to take away all of the uh, prejudices and all of the situation that, uh, that we are experiencing now. But during olden times, when people were following different ways and different religions and had strong held beliefs that they inherited from their fathers and their forefathers. When a prophet or messenger came to instruct them to the correct way of worship, it was natural reaction from many people to reject this message. And to claim that, the, that this prophet or messenger was a liar. That he doesn't in fact bring this message from God. Or they come with animosity, that this person wants to change our way of life, wants to make us enslaved to his way, wants to turn us away from the religion of our forefathers that we have inherited and we are so proud of. Even though so many of them were convinced by the truth of what they are teaching, to worship God alone. So many of them, they were convinced and they knew that this was the correct way of worship. But many of them rejected because they didn't want to give up and forsake the religions that they had been following. And so a way of denial of the prophets was either to call them madmen, 
call them insane, or to call them liars, or to call them magicians, that these words, this revelation, these books, and also the miracles that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or God had given to these prophets and messengers to testify to the truth of what they are bringing. And so this attracted a lot of accusations, a lot of attacks, a lot of ridicule and mockery. And throughout history, we find that this was the case with all the messengers of God. It happened with Ibrahim, with Abraham. It happened with Moses, with Jesus, and with our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So when our Prophet Muhammad was ridiculed and hurt and abused, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subhanahu wa ta'ala means glory and sublime is He. So as well, this is a new word that you can add to your vocabulary. I'm going to say it a lot. It's a reflex now. So if you're not used to it, you'll get used to it inshallah. So when this type of attack happened with the messenger Muhammad and he was accused of being a liar, being a madman, being a sorcerer because of the amazing words and the amazing miracle that he brought forth and of its unnatural or unhuman-like nature because it is naturally from God. So obviously it's going to be unhuman and unnatural. After all of these attacks, and this used to hurt the Prophet so much, their attacks and words would hurt the Prophet so much. Not so much so that they were saying these things, but that they were turning away from the message of Islam, from the message of, of guidance to Allah, of guidance to the correct way of worship, because of these thoughts that they had in their minds for him. And so... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tried to uh, console the Prophet by reminding him that you are being mocked and rejected just as the Prophets before you were mocked and rejected. Indeed, the Prophets before you were mocked and ridiculed. But God had taken care of those who mock the messengers for what they used to do. God had taken care of those who mock the messengers for what they used to do. And so we find in history those who mocked Noah were destroyed. Those who mocked and rejected Moses were also destroyed. Those who mocked all of the prophets of God and rejected their message at one stage, God confirmed the truth of their message and their message was completed and their message was accepted. So, but after time, people strayed again from the message and differed. So God sent new messengers to revive and to guide once again human, mankind to the correct way and path of worship of God. So now we come to the situation of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Likewise, he came to his people. The word came isn't a very appropriate word because he didn't come from a foreign land. But rather, he was 
a very notable and honorable person of that community. The community in Mecca at that time, approximately 1,400 years ago. He was a notable and honorable person. He came from an honorable family. Rather, his, his grandfather was the leader of that society. And his uncle later inherited that leadership. So he came from a household that was a household of leaders. And also, not only with leadership, there was responsibility. They were responsible for the honoring of the visitors to Mecca, of the Arabs who came and made pilgrimage to Mecca in honor of the practice of Abraham. May God's, be, may God's peace and blessings be, be upon all, all of the prophets. So they were in charge of honoring and giving food and taking care of the pilgrims. And the Prophet Muhammad especially was known, even before he was commissioned as a prophet, ever since his young age was known for his good character, for his kindness, for his care of his relatives, for his kindness towards the stranger and the weak and the downtrodden. He would be, he would be supportive of all of these people. And he was known as the honest and the trustworthy, As-Sadiq Al-Ameen. He was known for all of these good characteristics, even before he was commissioned as a prophet. And when God chooses someone to be a prophet, he chooses the best. Not someone who's got a criminal record. He chooses someone who has the best record. And that was Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who as Shaykh Rayyan mentioned in the beginning of his talk, that he was the best of all of mankind. I am the master and the best of all of, of, of human beings. Because he came from the progeny of Abraham, from the son of Ismail. And later on from their generations came Muhammad وسلم, the son of Abdullah, the son of Abdul Muttalib, from Quraysh, who were the sons of Ismail, the son of Abraham So he came from a noble tradition, a noble lineage. And also he himself had noble and uh, honorable characteristics. When God chose him, when Allah chose him to be a messenger, to receive revelation and guidance from Allah, naturally when he began to propagate his message, there were of those who knew the trustworthiness of the Prophet Muhammad and knew the truth of what he was saying and accepted the message, accepted the truth of what he was saying and accepted the truth that he was a messenger of God. And so they believed in him and they followed him. And naturally also there were those who rejected his message and who accused him of being a liar, accused him of being a madman, accused him of being a magician and a sorcerer because they didn't want to give up the way and the beliefs of their forefathers. And so this was the situation of the Messenger Muhammad as I said, was similar to the situation of the Prophets before him. And so as Shaykh Rayyan also mentioned, in the period when he was in Mecca preaching to the people, calling the people to the worship of God, calling to the people to this guidance that 
God had sent to mankind, to all of mankind, which was special as well about the Prophet Muhammad, that every Prophet before him was sent to his people, especially, but the Prophet Muhammad was sent to all of mankind for all of time. He was the seal of Prophets. And so Allah kept his guidance consistent and kept his guidance protected so that it would be proper guidance for all of people until the end of times. And so this is why the religion of Islam that the Prophet Muhammad had brought is the correct guidance from Allah because Allah had protected it and it is today as it was when the guidance of Muhammad and the true religion today is as it was when it was revealed from God to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But as uh, as we said earlier, that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Prophet Muhammad, was exposed to many many forms of harm, especially from the leaders at that time. Not all of those who disbelieved, ridiculed, or rejected or abused the Prophet Muhammad. Mostly those who ridiculed were the people in authority because they feared uh, the influence of Muhammad over their positions and over the leadership. But Muhammad wasn't preaching this message for the sake of gaining leadership or gaining money or gaining power. But rather he preached the message to, to guide people to the worship of God. And that God honors people in accordance to their faith. In accordance to the closeness they are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In any case, we find that the people abused the messenger in different forms. They abused him verbally, by slandering him, and mocking him, and insulting him with words. As we, as we mentioned, they accused him of being a liar, a sorcerer, a magician. Also, they abused him physically. By, uh, as Sheikh Rayyan said, that once he was praying and in the position of prostration in the holy mosque of the Kaaba, in the center of Mecca, and he was in a state of prostration, and one of them came and poured the guts of a camel over his back. And his own daughter, Fatima radiallahu anha, she came removing the entrails and the guts of the camel off his back. On other occasions, the Prophet was physically assaulted. He was strangled with, by his own clothes until he felt that his soul was going to come, was, was going to be released. And one of his companions, Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, may Allah be pleased with him, came and fended and protected the Prophet at that time and pushed that man away. And he said, do you wish to kill a man just because he says, just because he says, my Lord is Allah? In other times, when, when people came to abuse and harm the messenger, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent angels from himself and protected the messenger uh, himself. So we find that there were different forms of abuse. Also another occasion, and this is probably paramount to, to uh, our talk today, is the episode of when the Prophet Muhammad went to preach to the people of Ta'if. Now Ta'if is a mountainous area 
close to the city of Mecca. And this was to, towards the end of the period of preaching in Mecca. The Prophet preached in Mecca for approximately 13 years. And towards the end of that time when the Prophet felt that the people of Mecca were not responding anymore to his call, the Prophet sought to extend his, uh, his, the realm of his preaching and went to the people of Ta'if and called them to Islam, called them to the guidance of Allah. But not surprisingly, as with many messengers, they were often ridiculed and rejected. And likewise, after hearing what, they had, what, what the Prophet ﷺ had to say, as well they rejected him, but not rejected him in, in an easy way, but rather in the worst type of ways, they sent the children and the infirm people to chase him out of the city, throwing stones and rocks at him on their way. So much so that he bled from his head and, he, and blood filled his face and he tripped and he stumbled his way out of Ta'if. At that stage he sought refuge in, in, in a garden, behind a wall of a garden. Became unconscious and at that stage Allah had sent an angel, the angel Gabriel, Jibreel alayhi salam. And the angel Gabriel came and he said, I have with me the guardian angel of the mountains. And he is ready to make these mountains crush over the people of Ta'if at your order. And so now we see the characteristics of Muhammad, how he dealt with those who attacked him. At this point when the Prophet Muhammad had the ability to take his revenge at the people of Ta'if for rejecting him and humiliating him in such a way, he rejected and turned down the help of the angel Gabriel with the angel of the mountains and he said no. I don't want the angel to crush the mountains above them because I hope that from their children, from their progeny, there would come men who would worship Allah. And towards the end of his message and at the end of his life, indeed, this is exactly what happened. The people of Ta'if were the last of the Arab tribes to eventually become Muslim. And they became of the strongest of the believers and supporters of Islam. So this was how our messenger Muhammad dealt with those who rejected him and ridiculed him and insulted him and harmed him. To the majority part, he would have patience and he would turn a blind eye and hope that the people would be guided. And he would say, Oh God, oh Allah, guide my people for verily they don't know any better. They don't know what they are doing. The Prophet wasn't upset that they had harmed him. He was upset because they made themselves prone to the punishment of God because they had rejected the messenger of God. When you harm the messenger, you are not harming the messenger, but rather you are harming Allah. Because the reason of their animosity towards the messenger was because of his prophethood, because of his message. He didn't bring this message from himself, but rather he was relaying this message from God. Before his messagehood, they had no problem with him. He was loved and admired by his people. 
But the only thing that turned his people against him was because he was delivering the message of God. And so when those, reje- when those people reject and ridicule the messenger, they are not ridiculing the messenger himself, but rather they are ridiculing the, mes- they are ridiculing the message of God, they are ridiculing God himself. And so this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God Almighty himself, he tells the messenger, do not respond to their ridicule. Do not respond to their mockery. We will take care of those who ridicule and mock you. We know that your heart is, is detests and pains at what they say. And the mockery that we hear today is not so unfamiliar, is not so strange. It is similar to the mockery that was directed to the Prophet Muhammad himself. And so God instructs his Prophet, even though we know that you are pained and you hurt from what they say, as today we detest and we hate and we feel pain at the words that they direct, these false allegations and this mockery, this false mockery that they direct to our Messenger Muhammad, we are pained. But God instructs his messenger not to respond, but rather to glorify his name and to praise him and to turn to prayer. Glorify your Lord and praise him and be of those who fall in prostration. And worship your Lord until certainty overtakes you. And keep worshipping your Lord and seek help and assistance from your Lord until certainty overtakes you, until the time of your death. And this was the way of Muhammad This is how he dealt with the mockery. When he wasn't able to defend himself, he left his defense to Allah. But there were situations, and we have to be fair and balanced. When in the Islamic state, when the Prophet migrated from Mecca to the city of Medina, and he was in an Islamic state, where the leadership and power and authority was for the Muslims, those who insulted the Messenger because of their attacks to the state religion, which is a capital crime, their punishment was something else. It, it is in an Islamic state where the religion of Islam is the religion of the state. It is a capital crime to insult Islam, to insult the messenger of Islam. And so the way that this problem is dealt with is dealt in a different matter. It becomes a political or a state issue under the proper jurisdiction, under the proper courts, under the proper Uh, authority but when the Muslims do not have any authority do not have any power the guidance and the character of Muhammad is to preach to people to guide them and to guide them to uh, the truth of Islam and if reacting in a bad way to the mockery as we explained is going to turn people further away from Islam than he would prefer to ignore and be patient and turn to God in prayer 
and for God to take care of those who mock his prophet and mock his religion. So this was the characteristic of the prophet Muhammad especially in the way that he dealt uh, with those who attack him and those who ridicule him and those who, who mock him. I don't want to go too much over time because I, I know it's a little bit late and maybe uh, we can address some of the issues in the Q&A session. So inshallah we'll, we'll, leave, it, uh, we'll leave it there. Jazakum Allah khairan. We'll ask Allah to reward and to bless you for your attendance and your patience. Wallahu ta'ala alam wa sallallahu sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.